Hear the word of our Lord from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in the 12th verse. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome back, everybody, to our series, Sex and Marriage. We are on part 25 or whatever. I'm not keeping count. Today we are going to talk about a controversial issue that most of the time shows up in evangelical spaces. The topic of yoga pants. Now, what do I mean by that? Yoga pants comes up as this symbol for the debate about women's modesty. Is it Christian for women to be modest? Are they sinning if they are dressed immodestly? And how are they sinning if they are dressed immodestly? Things like that. You go to church. You're ready to sing some hymns. You're ready to confess your sins. You are looking forward to receiving the sacrament. But during the procession, as you sit in the pew, you see your pastor during the procession walking down the aisle, ready to go to the altar to start praying. And you look across and sitting on the pew right across from you is a young woman wearing yoga pants. She has some sort of spaghetti strap, belly shirt, whatever on. Her hair is up and she is caked in makeup. Now, you've been a very good boy. You haven't been watching pornography. You haven't been looking at nudie pictures or anything like that. In fact, it is no fap November and you are trying to kick the habit of touching yourself. So... You see this woman, and you get the biggest erection you have had in years on account of this. You try to look away from her, but it is now difficult to look away from her. It is very difficult indeed, and all that enjoyment you were supposed to get in hearing the word and receiving the sacrament, suddenly it is now pockmarked by dirty thoughts that you have to repent of, bad memories of lustful things you did and or watched because this woman is here actively tempting you. So you talk about it to the elders after church saying, this woman, I would like it if she was dressed more modestly. This is a temptation. I can't be around that. Look, I'm trying to live a sanctified life here. She's making it difficult dressing like that in the church. So the elder kindly goes up to the lady and asks her, Well, we're happy to have you here, but next time you arrive at church, could you have a little bit more clothing on? You know, there are some Christian brothers here that are feeling temptation with that. Now, she gets indignant. She gets very angry and leaves. She takes to Twitter and says, Your holiness isn't my responsibility. If you don't like how I'm dressing, don't look. Okay? 
Oh my gosh. At church today, the elders said all boys are uncontrollable animals that are going to totally rape me because I was wearing yoga pants. And it's always a woman's fault if she's dressing skimpy because men just don't have any self-control. This is disgusting. I can't believe this is at church. Now in the replies, some people are going to ask her, so why were you dressed that way? And she's going to reply, First off, none of your business, okay? I dress how I want. That's fine. I can dress however I want and you don't get to ask or interrogate my dress. But fine, if you want a reason, it's hot sometimes and I'm just more comfortable dressing in yoga pants and belly shirt, okay? Okay? Stop judging me. You're supposed to be a Christian. And we see this happen so stinking often. You have no idea how many times I have been subjected to this timeless and recurring debate. And every single time, nobody is being honest. Nobody's being honest with themselves, and few people are being scriptural. So, somebody might reply to the angry lady who wants to dress in this revealing fashion, Hey, the Bible promotes modesty in women. It tells you to be modest. And then a lady theologian from the Episcopal Church or whatever says, Ah, but God praises the modest spirit, not the modest dress. And so on and so forth it goes. And then sometimes the He-Man Woman Haters Club says, You are a whore. We hate you. Don't go to church. You're going to hell. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I will laugh as you burn because you are a disgusting, brainless harlot. Now that doesn't help either because they're speaking out of their anger and they're not saying why. You see... The woman out there that dresses in this way wants to be attractive. She wants to be sexy. She feels a societal pressure to be sexy. If a woman is pretty, if she is attractive, and she is in a social setting, she gets attention. She gets preferential treatment. There are endless waves of men who foolishly believe that you can purchase a woman's love or earn it through your deeds or something like that, and they will all line up to try to get this woman's attention. It doesn't even matter if they're flirting or not. Even old guys who don't have sexual feelings anymore, maybe a ghost of them, will still speak to a young hottie lady, some baddie out there, saying like, Oh, you're so pretty. What's the pretty girls over out there? Even old guys, their pee-pee doesn't even work anymore. And here they are just giving such partialist, preferential treatment to a woman. Just because she's got some legs showing. Just because she's got some makeup on. And here is where the feminist wing of this does have a point. Because guess what, fellas? You being attracted to a woman is no excuse for committing the sin of partiality. You know, from the book of James. 
Now, in James, he uses the analogy of the rich man coming into the congregation where everybody wants to give the rich guy the good seat because maybe he can spoil the congregation with a nice offering. But on the flip side, you do have instances in churches where the pretty girl gets all the attention and everybody looks up to her and they want to see if she's a good singer and all the guys are flocking after her. Don't you think that maybe we are rewarding this type of behavior with our attention and our partiality? Now, of course, there are plenty of guys out there that also suffer from a total lack of self-control. They want to go run off to the bathroom and masturbate when they see a pretty woman at the mall or something like that. There are guys out there that really do need to just eat a pound of salt petter or something like that. And for all the guys out there telling women that they need to be super modest, to the point of some guys advocating that chicks put on burkas, well, okay, a lot of these guys have porn problems. And I want to ask, who are you to tell women to be modest if you are actively seeking out immodest women online? If you're going out to Pornhub or something like that, looking at nude women, maybe you shouldn't be telling women out there to be immodest. The rise in women wearing skimpy clothes everywhere things that leave nothing to the imagination. It's a mix between a response to social incentives, namely attention and favors from men, especially if they feel like they're prettier than other women. And it's also the culture reinforcing this, telling them, you go girl, you do this, you, X, Y, or Z thing. And every time a guy is out there watching porn, watching sexy things or whatever if she sees you next to her on the bus looking at hot chicks on instagram or something she's gonna say oh if i want to be accepted in society there is now a pressure for me to be attractive and sexy to everybody i guess i'll go put on the yoga pants so to an extent men are a big part of this problem if you want a society where women are dressing modestly then reward the modestly dressed women and don't reward the immodestly dressed ones. Don't give the immodestly dressed women your attention. Don't do favors for them. Don't give them gifts. She's not going to get with you, bro, just because you paid attention to her and gave her so many compliments. Oh, you're so pretty. Let me take you out to lunch. No, you don't get a woman's heart that way, okay? When the manosphere talks about the beta male who thinks he can purchase a woman's love through being a so-called simp, the guy out there that just defends women online and always lets a woman get away with whatever she wants, always pays for absolutely everything and showers her with anything and everything that she could ever want, the word for that should not be beta. The word for that should be whoremonger, since you apparently approach everybody in the female sex as though they were hookers you need to purchase. You're not a nice guy. You're a John. And a woman is not going to be attracted to you because you try to be a John and purchase all of her. That's it. 
a gift that you give your girlfriend or fiance or wife should be, I love you so I do this, not I am attracted to you so I do this. So many guys just don't understand that and they certainly don't understand that their behavior is rewarding this kind of immodest behavior from women. You sent the signal out that if you act this way, we will treat you like a stinking princess. And if you get mad, we'll apologize. We'll do whatever we can to just make you happy. And you taught all these women that their personal happiness is the most important thing and their self-worth is gauged by how much attention they're getting from pathetic men. That needs to stop. And whenever the yoga pants debate comes on, I see a whole lot of guys with lust problems not understanding that. They don't understand that when you tell a woman in church, I need you to dress more modestly for your Christian brothers, the message she is hearing is, stop dressing in a way that benefits every other woman. In this worldly society that we're living in, give up those benefits for the sake of your Christian brothers, who are, by the way, looking at you lustfully because they have some issues with that. Now, with that message they're receiving, that tells us that in this whole debate, the yoga pants debate, women have the greater sin. They're doing worse than the men. Sure, the men have problems with temptation and they have problems with partiality here. But when I look at all of the arguments about this stuff, you never hear the why. Why is this woman dressing this way? You hear a lot of, I shouldn't have to care about his eyes and his problems with lust. All right, well, off the bat, we're talking sinfully here because you're supposed to love your brothers and sisters in Christ and you are supposed to, in humility, consider others better than yourself. You are not supposed to do anything from selfish ambition. St. Paul tells us in the book of Philippians to consider others better than yourself. In Romans 14, you must help the weaker brother. Don't let your Christian freedom, we'll get to that in a moment, don't let your Christian freedom cause the weaker brother in the faith to sin. So already, before we've even addressed the why of this, we see women refusing to show Christian love to men in their congregation. They don't care. That's sinful. Again, right off the bat, you just don't care about these guys. You don't care about anybody in your church. You care about your freedom, your decision-making. You, 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 you. Look out for number one. That is a solipsistic and selfish way to look at this. But when we do get to the why, it's always excuses like, well, it's just what I do. Well, okay, now that you are aware that what you just do is hurting people or tempting them, maybe you should change your habits. Or they'll say, oh, well, it's just more comfortable. Okay, you can wear your yoga pants because they're more comfortable and put a long skirt over them and stay comfortable. Not a problem, but they don't want to do that because now the issue is modesty, right? So comfort, that's an illegitimate reason and it's not the real reason why. And if they're being honest, 
they'll say, I get social perks from this and I don't want to give that up. Well, okay, St. James is going to condemn you for your worldliness. You are being a friend to the world by using the world's metrics. You are out there saying, I am greedy for other people's resources and their favors that they can do for me, so I will dress in a way that encourages them to do that. That's greed. That's worldliness. Another honest answer that they might give for dressing immodestly is, well, I want sexual attention from a certain man. Not other men. No, I'm offended when other men treat me this way. I want a singular, certain man to treat me this way, and I want to attract him. There might be other women that dress skimpily around him, and I want to compete with them, so I want to attract this guy. Okay, well, now you are saying that you are using a man's lust to obtain his attention. Is that a godly way to get a man's attention. No, of course not. Nothing wrong with being attractive, nothing wrong with being pretty, putting on some light makeup, etc., so that you're easy on the eyes, but when you're saying you are going to use your body to make him yours, you are admitting to being a temptress, tempting others to sin. That is a sin. Don't tempt your brothers and sisters in the faith to sin, guys. That is sin. A third one, and I would say this is the final one that I can give at the moment for why somebody would dress this way, is I want to feel pretty. I want my self-esteem to be higher. I want to feel sexy. I want my personal worth to be up there. Okay, you are admitting to us that you suffer from the sin of pride. You are looking at the flesh and counting that as something, and that is the metric by which you measure yourself? Not how God sees you, not how your family sees you, not according to the word of God, but how you feel about yourself. That's selfish pride. So we've got greed, pride, a total lack of love for the other, agape love, and it's wrapped up in this conversation about yoga pants. And I honestly don't see people talking about this, that both sides of the debate have some very sinful motivations, especially when the He-Man Woman Haters Club gets in there and basically advocates for putting a burqa on every single woman because your motivation is not, I love my Christian sister with agape love and I want to see her more sanctified. I love my brothers in Christ and I want to see them more sanctified. No, it's I hate women, put women in the women box, they're the destroyers of civilization on account of their feralness, so we need to make sure they're in the woman box. Just put them in a cart, put them in head coverings or something like that. Don't let them leave the house unless they have a male companion, you know, a family member or something, accompanying them, chauffeuring them around. You're not looking at this the way the Bible talks about it. And there are women out there, again, who have entirely selfish, lustful, ugly motivations for advocating this. And they will not be honest with it and just say, I want to see every man as a potential John, have them pay and give them nothing for it. I want everything to be about me and the wonderful attention that I get. 
Nobody's just admitting that everybody's got some sinful motivations here, and it sucks. One side does not believe in Christian freedom. They disagree with God about that, so they seek to restrict everybody's Christian freedom on account of that. The other side does not understand Christian responsibility, that you live according to the law of liberty from St. James. You live considering others better than yourself. So where do we move on from here? Well, we have to answer the question, is the woman wearing yoga pants sinning necessarily when she wears her yoga pants or her short shorts or whatever? The answer is not necessarily. For married couples at home, dress however you want around each other. In fact, ladies, if you're around your husband, you don't have to wear anything at all. I'm sure he'll appreciate the gesture. You don't. You have freedom to dress however you want at your home. Single women, you can dress however you want at home. That's pretty easy, right? And there are going to be times in which somebody accuses you of dressing skimpy when you're really not right? Oh, she had bare arms at the beach. <laughs> and here you are. You could be having one of those really old school swimming outfits women used to have in the early like 20th century where it's basically a dress <laughs> or a long skirt that goes down to your knees. And it's a one piece swimsuit. So nothing's going to slip out. Very modest. And there will be guys out there saying, look at that whore. I can see her forearms. Like, okay, if you're actually dressed modestly, feel free to dress modestly according to the situation. You're swimming. You're at a pool. No biggie. But when it comes to the issue of, say, dressing in just the yoga pants and just a t-shirt, and everybody knows that there's more to it than that, maybe you have Christian freedom to do it, but I'm going to give every man listening to this a piece of advice. Solomon says, avoid the immoral woman. Avoid the seductress. Avoid the adulteress. Avoid the prostitute. If a woman is dressed that way, avoid her. She's in a hooker costume. Don't hang out with her. And I don't care if she has the most pure motivations ever of just, it's hot. I want to be comfortable and she doesn't know any better about the sinful thoughts and desires that are welling up in your body on account of the way she dresses. I don't care. She's in a hooker costume. Don't have anything to do with her. It's that simple. Now, since I keep bringing up Christian freedom, somebody's going to say, well, it sounds like you're saying a woman has the Christian freedom to dress this way in public. And I would argue not really. Even if she does, what's the limit? What's the limit for all those women who are offended at whatever I'm saying and they're saying, oh my gosh, you're telling guys to avoid me and you're telling them that uh, if I'm dressed this way that that means I'm pretending to be a hooker or something like, oh my gosh, that's so ugly and so misogynistic. I should be able to dress whatever I want in public and men should just have the self-control to not look at me that way. What's your limit? What's your limit? Is it Christian freedom to walk around nude in public? Is that good? Is that something people should just be allowed to do? Just 
go out in your uh, birthday suit. If you were at church and somebody walks into your church totally naked and they sit next to you, are you going to tell them to get away from you or please put on some stinking clothing? If you agree that it is inappropriate to be naked in church, then you agree with me that no, we do not have Christian freedom to dress seductively in public. Somebody might bring up, well, out there in other cultures, in the Amazon or in the heart of Africa, there are places where it is not lust-inspiring in men when they are surrounded by bare-chested women in loincloths. You are correct. Does that mean you are going to go live there so that you can enjoy having no social pressure to dress more modestly? Now, those people having a certain distinct culture means that they have other ways of being immodest that get policed in those cultures. Believe it or not, there are things that turn people on in different ways in different parts of the world, and they are expected not to cross those lines. So I'm not going to take that objection seriously unless you're willing to go move to Paraguay. You know, go live in the rainforest with people who won't mind if you're topless. Besides, you're not a hooker. You're not a prostitute. You are not the prized pig at the farm auction getting up there on the podium for everybody to consider buying and throwing in their bid. You're not that. You have dignity. God cares about you. His son died for you. And he died because he sees you as a human being, somebody he created. For all of us out there, if you've been born, that means that from eternity past, God said, I want this world to have Tessa in it. I want this world to have Bill in it. I want this world to have it, and this world is not going to be complete unless Steve is born, unless Rebecca is in it. God decided that, and he wants us to use our Christian freedom in a way that honors him, that honors and loves our Christian brothers and sisters. You are more than a collection of body parts for sale. And Again, for the guys out there that see relationship dynamics in terms of purchasing or earning, that's prostitution. Don't treat women that way. If you get a girl flowers, you should be getting her flowers because you like her and you want her to be happy. Not getting her flowers because you think this means she's totally going to make out with you later. Or, oh man... I got her this jewelry. She'll have to be in bed with me by tonight. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's prostitution. I called you beautiful. Please respond. Show me your body. That's stupid. That's prostitution. Stop it. And if your argument about women's modesty centers on all women are whores, they are all hookers to me, and I am going to treat a woman as a hooker and myself as a John if she is dressed immodestly, yes, you have a problem there. You're not a beta, you're a whoremonger. That needs to stop. This is a human being you're talking about. She needs to be modest because, yes, 
She's inspiring sinful desires in people. And yes, because she has some sinful desires of her own, usually pride and greed for doing this. But it cannot be, be modest because I hate you, or be modest because I want to control your every movement. And it should not be, be modest because these men are all going to treat you like a hooker, and you know that's just how I approach women. That needs to stop too. So, that's my take on the yoga pants controversy, guys. Women need to learn to love their brothers and sisters in Christ. Men need to learn to love their brothers and sisters in Christ. This needs to be approached with that in mind. And we need to drop the modern dynamic of simpery, beta stuff, uh, whoremongering, whatever you want to call it, because it's incentivizing bad behavior on the part of women and putting men into a position where all women are just fleshlights to them, whether they are willing to admit that or not. And the freedom that we do have to make choices as Christians is not freedom to sin. And it is not freedom to tempt others to sin, which in and of itself is a sin. The freedom we have is something we must use to glorify God. Amen and amen.